Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Dragon Mark Symphony here on Natural One Media. My name is Dylan. I'll be your DM for the evening, joined by my friends here. And uh, last we left off, we were still deep, deep inside of Broken Blade Castle uh, uh. with our group as they were on their way. Don't laugh. Challenge, don't laugh. And uh, I only laughed because I heard Franny go. Yeah. Huh. Uh, on the sort of jumping in between the second and flir- third floors of the castle there, as quite a lot was going on, uh, we'll go to our field reporters for more of the story. Uh, everybody was on the second floor. What happened last week? Go. Isn't everyone on the second floor currently? They are now, but who is whoever was on the second floor for most of last week? Oh, yeah, I'm the third um, floor. I want to hear about oh, what happened. We had to do afternoon. some... We hid from all of the, like, disastrous... Um, well, basically, Dak was like, there's people in there, and, I, and Johannes was also like, wow, we should help those people. Um, so I said I would wa- stand watch as Dak went into one of the, the cellar rooms where mm-hmm. one of the... Warforged guards came out of. Um, almost immediately, other guards came that were way better than normal guards uh, at searching. And by the absolute most insane luck, I'd managed to not get spot spotted. Um, Dak was in the room, immediately also had to hide. Um, he got hit by a sleep spell. Um, things went wrong on the third floor. Combat started. Johannes killed three Warforged in like a single turn. Uh, I was in some sort cool. of like dazed, murdered blood rage. Um, and then uh, here we are, ready to go investigate the third floor with them All definitely right. aware of our happened, presence. And what happened on the third floor? Oh man, so much. All right, well, so DM, uh, this is reporter Silva, uh, player for Silva here. Uh, just wanted to let you know, uh, because I was definitely here during the entirety of that and didn't have to uh, drive uh, halfway to the city. Uh, so I'm going to give the best version of this recap. Uh, so we uh, similarly had some Warforged activity on the third floor Uh Things were going seemingly pretty smoothly uh, until one was about to touch a malade over Nathaniel, who was pretending to be a statue. Uh, That then caused me to go into sicko mode and crit the Warforged, dismantling it with one go. Uh, I am the one stab fairy uh, to be at least... uh, Legally distinct from another anime of a bald man. Mm-hmm. Hunter, Hunter. Yeah. Uh, then we made you- it downstairs to find the uh, them having dealt with the Warforged uh, that were dispatched by Johannes and crew. Back to you, Yo, DM. Thanks. And may I just say, in the words of the immortal Space Ghost, I believe every word you just said, because it's exactly what I wanted to hear. Kevin. <laughs> uh- Yes. What happened with Set up on the third floor during the last session? Yeah, so Set walked into the room at the end of the hallway uh, up on the third floor, uh, mm-hmm. picked the lock, 
went into this uh, room, was checking it out, uh, and then realized upon trying to leave the room <laughs> that they couldn't because the door was closed and would not open even after picking the lock again. Um, upon realizing that, uh, Set decided to go investigate the oddly shaped corner um, and discovered another hidden uh, door back there with the same copper uh, residue that was coming uh, off of the wall. And then uh, spookily, scarily, uh, a Warforged lowered itself down from the ceiling uh, right behind Set, uh, which then prompted Nathaniel, who was looking through the keyhole, uh, to yell out, which was what alerted the Warforged on the third floor, which then directly leads into what uh, uh, Silva experienced. Mm -hmm. And then after taking care of that, Set ran downstairs to check on uh, our second floor members. And started just shook their head and started to drag their bodies into the room so that they wouldn't be found right away. But I seem to recall something else occurring while you were in that room with you specifically. Did you find something by any chance? The door. Didn't I mention that? If you did, I didn't hear it. Yeah, no, I talked. I, I said that I found the door in the corner with the residue. Perfect. Yes. Okay. Um, and and then Silva splashed some acid on it. Yes, which is quickly becoming her trademark. <laughs> uh, oh, there's a hidden door. Let me just throw some acid on the wall. Just acid splash it. It's fine. It worked the first time. It'll work the second time. And it did. <laughs> they broke. I'm gonna break it. Uh, and forgive me if you mentioned it already, but you also experienced the effects of a natural one yourself, did you not? Yes. Yes, I did. I, yeah, what, uh, what happened there? I journeyed through uh, seemingly the memories of Dak. Do you not remember this? I, I now remember this. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It took me a second. I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. Some, uh, a handful of memories that, uh, set recognized and a lot that set did not recognize. Could be memories. Could be, could be a lot of things. Yeah. We, we don't know for certain and we have no way to ever know. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Everybody in those dreams are dead. Well, <laughs> we return back, uh, back here on the second floor, uh, as, uh, Silva and Nathaniel are coming downstairs to check in, uh, seeing, as was mentioned, uh, that the rest of you are kind of in the process of starting to move some of these bodies into the room, uh, as the group reconvenes in this moment, and we go right back into it. Uh... Right, so this comes into at least Can where... you help me bring these in? Right, uh, uh, right. right. Uh, yeah, yeah. He kind of quickly oh. hustles over. Real quick, uh, Mr. DM, did we ever find that key for that, uh, that room right there? What you did find... Uh, you found a skeleton key. You found, a, oh, you found yeah. a very unique key. Right. You, don't, you don't know if it was for that door. You hadn't tried it on anything yet. 
uh, as it was like right at the end of the session. But you did come into possession of a very peculiar key. Very peculiar key indeed. Yeah, I think uh, was it Johannes got like nat 20 on the history roll and was like, oh yeah, this is the architect key. <laughs> yeah. Um, Dak would have just handed it over to uh, to Johannes uh, saying Johannes, I think this is the key for the door. Yeah, it, it does seem so. Why don't we try it? And I like sort of, I'm just like, kind of like shaking blood off my cloaks and stuff. I mean, like, well, not blood, but actually, I forget. Do Warforged have like a blood simulacrum? It's mm. a very or... good question. The, um, with the Warforged that you fought in the past, not all of them did, but the ones that. There were some instances where there would be almost like a, uh, like an oily or like a sap-like substitute. Okay. Uh, that was sort of flowing through these very like vine-like, um, muscular tissue that connects the the various parts of the Warforce together. Okay. But do those vines butter my egg roll? No, they don't. Sorry to say. Lego my ego, if you will. Um, I lost my train. Fuck. Continue. Um. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Well, as I say, once we're finished with uh with these, uh, I appear to have found a secret door in that room you were in. Set. Great. You you were able to reveal it then. Same as outside. That's what I thought. Uh, hopefully, hopefully that is <laughs> leads to where we need to go. It would appear so. Uh, it would really fit the description of being way. a secret door inside the palace somewhere. <laughs> exactly. Would it be required for me to say the phrase one more time? Uh, I'm gonna I'll go just... with probably not, but we'll find out. Yeah, I was gonna say unless Silva was able to like open it, open it. Uh, oh no, that was required, right? That actually was a requirement, right? Never mind. Uh, um, <laughs> Maybe. Okay. Understood. Uh, yeah, well, let's let's hurry up and get these uh, get these warforged in into this room, and then we'll go ahead and head up there and check that out. Uh, anybody who's hauling Warforged, uh, I'm just going to have you make like a basic strength check. Gotcha. Strength athletics. Yeah, this would be me. Yeah, I don't... <laughs> oh, could I, I make it athletics? Yeah, yeah. Great. All right. It's no difference to me, but I know it's a difference to other people. That's a 9. That's an 11? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, okay. I misread that. <laughs> Uh, I mean, both of those would pass the threshold needed to be able to care. I mean, you know, considering your carrying capacities that you both have, it, it's they're definitely heavy bodies, but working together, you're able to kind of just drag them into the room pretty, right. pretty effective. It is strange that they have this um, 
symbol there of a box and two people holding on either side that lift up. Dylan, are you able to boost the music volume a little bit? I can do it a little bit more. Well, maybe. Despite everything on my end being entirely maxed out volume wise. How's that? That's good. Okay. Great, so. Alright. So, move all three of those guys into. The argument. Where where do you want to put them in the room? Um, are these do these beds have similar clearance to the to the one upstairs? Uh, yeah, you, you've got about like a say about like a foot underneath each of them. Can we just slide them one under each bed? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you could you could do so. It takes takes a couple minutes, but you can do so. I I think that's probably just kind of you doing. They're just sleeping. It's fine. <laughs> They're sleeping. Yes, for those Warforged that definitely sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. Oh, we've uh, got some sleeping Warforged here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, bud. Yeah, bud. All right, yeah, what... Yeah, once once that's taken care of, we'll I start heading immediately upstairs. I look at Johannes. Johannes, the door. Yeah, I'll, I'm gonna open it with the key. Which door's being opened here? Uh, this one. That was the one that Jack clicked before. In case you weren't aware, here's three different colored circles. Right, Kill bell sirens going off. <laughs> I take a deep breath and put the the skeleton key in the in the lock. So, put placing the key because if you recall, it's a very strange key too. It's yeah. almost shaped. It's almost got like this prismic shape to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you you take put the key up against the lock, you're thinking to yourself, this. This is ridiculous because it, it doesn't match the shape of the keyhole in any way. But when it connects with the metal, it there's this very tiny little ding, 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 reverberating sound. And as if it's sliding into another dimension, the, the key Ooh. just sort of passes through. And you put it all the way in and you turn. And as you do, you hear... And you can actually see, like, this very brief, like, wave of energy sort of flash over the door for a moment. And then you hear... I push the door open. If it sounds like the lock disengaged. The door slowly opens. Uh, and you see just a few feet in front of you, almost almost hit by the door as you're opening it, are uh, there are two uh, people tied up, bound and gagged, and who are sort of crumpled together on the floor. 
Dak, come here. Yes. I think we found the people who need help. Right. Uh, Dak is going to go in and go to uh, the first one he sees. Oh, okay. Uh, and the mental league got broken because I teleported in the strangest way a while back. Um, oh, no, because I fell asleep. Uh, so I'm going to reconnect with this person that I see in front of me. Right. So yep. mentally they hear. Hello. Are you well? You get nothing back. Well, they're dead. Time to move on. Both of the people are sort of in this, like, balled up, crumpled position down on the ground, their arms tied behind their backs. Both of their heads are facing forward, looking at the ground. Um, Being right there, you can notice that they do seem to be moving slightly. Dak is going to pull out his crowbar and not do a Jason Todd, but does use the crowbar to um, kind of try to move, finagle the uh, eye wrappings off of one of them. With a crowbar, okay. Uh, I'm going to have you make a... We're going to make this a dexterity check. Oh. I have, like, a dagger or something, Dak? I don't want to I don't want to The man him. said crowbar. <laughs> we will honor his wishes. We'll, we'll let him... We'll let Mr. Freeman do as he wishes. <laughs> Alright, Dr. Gordon. And Gordon. <laughs> That's a six. Bing, bing, bing. It's a six? Yeah. Oh. Oh no. <laughs> uh oh whew, thank God. Okay. Um you take the crowbar and you start prying, trying to kind of slip it underneath the um the you said you're going for the restraints on the hands? Uh just the blindfold. To like move it yeah. up so okay. they can see. So, so yeah, in a super sensitive and dangerous <laughs> uh, using the a robot. The woman, uh, as as you kind of start, you know, pulling away at it, the woman begins to like shake a little bit. And goes, no, 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 please don't, please, please, no, 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 please. Uh, and the other person immediately to the right of her speaks as well and says, "Who, who is it? What's that? What's going on?" Dish. I like shush. Please, we're here to help. We're here to help. I pause as uh, to let Johanna speak, and then I continue with the crowbar. (laughs) Okay. Uh, you uh, you manage to pull the the blindfold away, and as you do, you notice that the woman immediately shuts her eyes closed as tightly as she can and like puts her face back towards the floor um hello 
we are not Warforged. I take off my hat just to make sure I'm not still in the guise. <laughs> I didn't, it didn't occur to me that I might still be disguised as a Warforged. I think you had dropped it, but that's that's a good point, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for what it's worth, neither of them seem to be looking at you. They're both still staring at the floor. Uh, the man speaks up again and says, yeah, good, don't, just, just leave us alone. Just leave, just leave us alone. <laughs> don't, don't. Um, who are you? My name is... My name is... is Miles... Efferin? Miles Efferin. I... I... I'm a, I'm a guard here. At the castle. The Miles? We're here to free you. Why, why should I believe you? Why should I believe anything? Don't... Don't do it, don't, just don't, don't do it, don't look, don't look. So, Miles, um... <laughs> What did they do to you? I shouldn't, I shouldn't say, I shouldn't say anything. I shouldn't. And the, the woman to the left of him says, Just, it's okay. It's okay, just don't look, just don't look. Fine. You too. Are... We're here on behalf of the Black Lanterns. We're here to stop what's going on. What? What? Who are you talking about? What are you? Is that a? Am I supposed to know that name? I don't know. All you know is that we're going to make sure that you are safe. You can't. Nobody can. We're, we're, we we, we just is, have to do what we were told to do. We just have to do what we were told to do. We'll be fine. I, I like grab his head in my hands and I say, "No, we will." He, he oh, uh, <laughs> you're gonna have to make a strength check as he actively fights against you. Oh, okay. That's the same. Four. <laughs> Four. Don't think. Uh, yeah, good. no, he's he's gonna beat you on that. I'm he gonna... pulls himself away from you, uh, collapsing, kind of rolling over onto his side on the ground, and just begins like sobbing, just keeping his face as close to the ground as he possibly can. Just, uh, just put please, my hand please, on leave your us shoulder, alone. Uh, Johannes. Look, they're they're healthy now. It is. It's not like they have anywhere that can run at this moment. It is best to just let them recover for now and us to deal with this as on our own. If I may. Uh, Dag shakily gets on like uh on his knees in front of um the woman who's still upright. Uh, he puts a crowbar across his knees. Excuse me, miss. Um, what is your name? What will you do to me if I tell you? 
treat you with kindness. What? I can only treat you with kindness. But... Tenes. My, my name is Tenes. I'm from the... the, the uh, I'm, I'm... I'm a barmaid. I work at a bar. That's all. I, I don't know anything. That's all. Tenes. My name is Dak. It is um, a pleasure to meet you. I can't. I, I, I can't go with you. We we can't we can't go with you. They That's told okay. us. They told us we're not. We have to stay. We have to keep looking down. We can't look. That's okay. Um. Well, I am from. We have this belief. Every person has a path. Every person has a way they must walk. And everything is a lesson. But not at this point, please allow me to help you find your footing in your own paths for you and Sir Miles. And Dak is gonna focus in onto his eye. And he's gonna cast Peace of the Path, which is calm emotions. Okay. How loud is this conversation, by the way? Knowing Dak, not very. <laughs> <laughs> like, if, if, if Set were, like, they just started walking up the stairs, would I have heard this stuff going on behind me? Honestly, if you're already on your way up the stairs, probably not. It, it's okay. been, it's been on quiet. Yeah, it's been. Yeah, it's been. Um, but Johannes, actually, if you wouldn't mind making me a quick little perception check, that'd be cool. Perception. Yeah. And Silva, you said That's... you were, you were close enough to be able to put your hand on, uh, their shoulder. So am I to assume you're looking into the room as well? I mean, yeah, a little bit more in passing, but yeah. Okay. You can go ahead and make a perception check too. I'm fine with I got an 18, by the way. Alright. I got a 17. Well. Look at us. <laughs> Very good. Uh, okay. Order of operations here. So, Dak, you mm -hmm. cast a piece of the path on the gentleman, and it does succeed. You immediately see these... Every every muscle in his body that was so tense just sort of slowly <laughs> loosens. And this gasping, rattling sigh comes out of him as he just sort of releases the tension from his body and slumps down to the ground. Um, Silva and Johanna, you notice as this has happened, you're kind of looking around the room itself. Uh... Just beyond these two, 
there is a large chest, like a like an mm-hmm. old old chest. Uh, beyond that, a bed, about a queen size bed. Uh, immediately to your right is like this very old piano. Uh, and just beyond that, you see there is a spot where there's this kind of like a bundle of rope, uh, a few straps of cloth, and looks like a pair of boots just sort of sat in this like unsorted bundle kind of sitting on the floor there. Can I go check that out? Yes. Uh, You take a look at it and they are uh, the rope itself is like frayed a little bit. It's an old rope uh, and the boots look worn. Uh, Dak, as you finish casting uh, on the gentleman, he it's um each person in a all oh, right the so range would be yeah, yeah so I'll, I'll make a roll for her as well uh she is actually going to succeed i'm afraid okay. mm. uh, but the gentleman does fully sort of relax his body and as he lays on the ground again still not looking at you just looking at the floor uh he just begins to repeat forgive us we were told Explicitly by the Warforged, we were given clear instructions, or we would be given the same treatment. A treatment? Who was with you? It seems there's someone else in this room with you. Yeah, yes. Yes, we don't know what they did to them. We don't know where they are, but we were told very explicitly to not look up from the ground. If we looked up from the ground, the Warforged would... We don't know. We don't know what they did to him, but we were told not to look up from the ground. We couldn't look up under any circumstance. We cannot. Well, I'll tell you this. The warforges that were on this floor are dead. But you don't have to look up. I don't. I won't pressure you into doing anything. Do you know who else was in this room with you? Do you know them? Uh, I didn't. I didn't recognize them. I, I'm. I'm afraid. I don't. I haven't seen them around the castle before. Uh, and the woman speaks up here, uh, beginning to sob. Um, the words coming through in between shudders. <laughs> I knew him. He, he, he lived in the town. He was just a poor, he was just a poor young man. He, he did nothing wrong. I don't know why they brought him here. He did nothing wrong. I look uh, back at the group with a serious expression and I look back at the two of them. Thank you for these words and for your bravery up to this point. For both of you. Beside my house. Lady Tennis. As my friend Johannes said, um, we will free you. And if you will allow us to move about the room, 
we will leave you alone and allow you to recover at your own pace. Now, mind you, you two, our time is short. We don't have the time to be looking about these rooms. We have our doorway. We must take it sooner than later. Lest more of them come here. Johannes, what's your passive perception? It is... Uh... 14. Okay. You feel the tiniest little... drop. Something something very small just hits the top of your head. From up above? I look up at the ceiling. As you feel it, some sort of... feels like, like water or something hits your head. You check your hair and as you come away you see a streak of red and as you look up at the ceiling you see now ah don't look up you see a suit of armor that has been vivisected and cut into sections separated you see the torso the greaves for the legs you see the pauldrons the shoulders the arms and the hands uh each part of the armor has been secured to the ceiling in some fashion and each of them uh extending out like a water painting uh is just these large streaks of red that interconnect all of the pieces of armor together and you notice little droplets of red falling from some of the armor pieces. I just mutter under my breath, just like, good God. <sighs> um. I, I then, like, sort of shake my head, um, and then I go over to Dak and say, Silva's right. We have to move. Unless... I, I, I look at the chest, and then I look at Silva. Should we... No? Okay. Dak. And then I look over at the two, and I say, The next time you hear this door open, you'll be safe. Is the piano on wheels, or is it just situated in the corner? I'm not taking the piano. This is a logistic question. It is not on wheels, actually. Okay. (laughs) I'm taking the piano. (laughs) I'm not taking the piano. Um, So, Miles, Lady Tennis, we release you. Barricade the door the best you can. Can I let anybody in? Unless it is us. 
or someone from the king's dark lanterns. Is there anything else that you might know that can help us, that can help our investor here? There was a lot of commotion. Uh, it sounded like it was coming from the main hall. It, it, there were others like us. I, I don't know why they put us here specifically, but there were many others. They... They took them somewhere else, away from here. Thank you, Sir Miles. And Dak is going to... Does he still have his dagger? <laughs> yes, Dak is going to pull out a dagger that he seldom uses anymore um, and start cutting out their bonds. He does uh, miles first and then tentatively and carefully does uh, tennis. When you cut miles free, he brings his arms forward, you know, kind of rubs at his wrist, just sort of looks at his hands and kind of leans up against the piano in a very defeated way. Uh, and Tanes, when you release her from her bonds, just immediately brings her hands forward and covers her face and just tears streaming down her cheek as she cries. Just sort of curled up in a ball. Remember, barricade the door after we leave. We will sort out this mess. It'll, it'll be done. We'll do it. Look after each other and be safe. I'm also going to leave behind some of my uh, my rations. Just like one day's worth. Right. Remember. You both have paths to walk. And today, your paths do not end. We'll see you soon. Dak is going to get up gonna look at everybody nod and uh step out all right i'll follow suit head on up As you walk up the stairs, you see Set standing at the very top of the stairs, tapping their foot, looking at you with their arms crossed. <laughs> as you uh, and as you head up as well, uh, Dak, Nathaniel, walking beside you, kind of puts a hand on your shoulder real quick, uh, and just says, "I know it hurts, lad." hurts me as well there's some things that we can't just heal with magic I'm afraid but we'll get them help in time we just gotta take care of this first 
as I kind of get up to the top of the stairs, kind of seeing set with that, I know my response to that would be the, uh, sometimes some things just need to be seen. Dak does flinch a little bit at Nathaniel's touch, but he does let him touch his shoulder, uh, and he does nod. And then he follows uh, the rest of the group quietly. All right. And as everyone heads up the stairs, we will return back to the third floor. As long as I have not goofed any of this up. As I am known to do. Big goofer you are. I I goof with the best of them. Okay. Uh, and there we go. I'm a goofy goober, yeah. Yep. <laughs> All right. Let's get to that door. Yeah, the door The door was in this room down here. <laughs> when we both got there, it's like we did the... <coughs> no, after you. After you. After you. <laughs> no, no, no. No, you first. Please. Be my guest. Uh, yeah, so you all you all head over. So everyone who hadn't been up to the third floor previously, you see how this is kind of laid out where it's kind of like this long hallway leading down. There's a couple doors on your left, but then at the very end is another door. And right by that, you see still laying there this body of a warforged, uh, kind of clad in these ornate garments similar to some of the ones that you had seen downstairs. Uh, I thought we had put it under the bed before we left. If we had, put we which can, under the bed? We can retroact that, and we can slide it under this bed here. The the one that you stabbed from behind. I thought we had dragged that into the room, and or as like as I was here. I, hmm? Yeah, I thought I had when I went down. I had said like Nathaniel. Like uh, drag it yeah. in and I believe put it so. under the bed. I think you might have. I I vaguely remember something to that effect that we had talked about putting it under the bed. I so. I I will. Yeah, we'll we'll go ahead and do that. We will retract and say that. I mean, the, it is under the bed. Somewhat get to that though. If if we are under the uh, presumption that they are a hive mind. I... Well, they must be a little aware by this point. Which should really go to greater cause, to our greater haste, but here we are. Yeah, I mean, I I would I would imagine oh. that, like, <laughs> if, if the, like, hive mind that we, like, believe that they have, if it was fully focused, we would have been, like, rushed with other Warforged coming from different floors and stuff like that. Like, we bypassed two Warforged downstairs that we haven't seen come up. So, like, I would imagine that it, they are otherwise preoccupied by the siege that uh, they're performing outside. Yes. Is my thought process. And so just kind of to minimize the risk of, oh, they see a body of a warforged that would immediately send them on to alert instead of just like the shared information aspect 
but yes, door. Uh, yes, so you all entering the room, go over to this door, this sort of ornate golden door. I mean, it's very reminiscent of the one that you had seen that initially allowed you to get into the castle, so it's got this very, like, brass sort of coppery appearance with, like, these veins of green that extend through it. When it's we do step into the room, in scale. Uh, I do want to clarify, as soon as Set enters the room, they're going to do a check of the ceiling. Very smart. Very good. Uh, yes, you do uh, take the time to scan the ceiling and all corners of the room. I think that's a safe assumption. Yeah. Um, and you do not see or detect any presence. Uh, nothing's invisible there. You can easily yeah. tell just from moving around. There's nothing invisible there. Gotcha. And you can uh, still see like the the slight holes in the ceiling where it had been perched previously. Yes. All right. Uh, we should be good. Everyone should get inside here and let's Doc, if you could graciously uh, say those words again, that opened the door outside. I think that'll help here. Where's the door again? It is right in this corner over here. Got it. Uh, Dak does go up to it. Uh, and the bronze is showing now by now, right? Yes, the, the door is fully visible. Got it. Dak places his hand on it, re- rears back, has a little bit of acid that's still on there, mm-hmm. wipes it on his pants, puts it back on the door. And and Edron says... After he sends him. Door. Slide sideways into the wall before hearing fully. And you see before you darkness. There's the name me. What did I see? Absolute horror. <laughs> So it's like pitch black in there. It's darkness. <laughs> was there any like was this room only lit up by the light coming through the window or was there any like candles like lanterns like anything like that that were otherwise lighting this room up? I honestly cannot remember if the lanterns had been pre-lit in this room. I don't recall that being so. I will let you choose. Yeah, I don't I don't remember having it clarified if this room was lit. I I don't think it was other than the the light coming through just the window naturally lighting what it could. All right. And that is how it shall be. But there are lanterns in the room. Yes. Yep. Okay. Yeah, they're very, very akin to the ones that you've seen decorating other rooms where they've got them up on the wall about, you know, a little over five and a half feet up from the base. But they're like removable. You can. Yes. Yep. Exactly. Uh, I'll go ahead and grab one of them off the wall then and uh, uh, 
turn it on, light it. Okay. Yeah, there is. Uh, you see, looking into it, that it does still have uh, some wick uh, available, and you light it, and it illuminates with a, l- a warm, glowing light. And shine it into the the new opening in the wall. You see darkness. <laughs> Great. And I'll remind you, you also have night vision. Yeah, that's why and I yet, was very and yet confused. yet all you see is dark. This could be, if you'll forgive me, this just might be advanced darkness. God damn. <laughs> it's not just Otherwise the white is it Magical. <laughs> It's advanced darkness. Um, is there like so? Like the the door slid open, and then does the darkness spill out at all, or is it very like it almost seems like a very clear delineation of just darkness? Very good question. It is a clear delineation. It is. It happens at the doorway going okay. inward. It does not extend out in any way. Okay. Um, Set will uh, approach it then, holding it up and be like, like just slightly over uh, their shoulder, go, I'm going to try something. One of you hold on to me. Um, I can do it. I'm right here. Uh, Johannes, uh, if Johannes reaches out to put a hand on sets, then about a second later, a crowbar tentatively also lands on set. Crowbar, <laughs> man. Dak, I appreciate the effort. That's not entirely what I meant. Uh, Johannes, if you could just make sure to grab on to like, my cloak or whatever, just get a good grip. I just want to make sure. I will grip right on the cloak. I will reach out and touch my hand to that darkness and try and push past it. Reach out and touch wall. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Reach out and touch grass. Yes. (laughs) You... (laughs) You reach into the darkness... Sorry, darkness. Darkness. Uh, And you feel a cold sensation, a chill wash over your hand as you reach in. And you reach and you reach. It it continues on. There's nothing blocking the way. Interesting. Um. Okay. Okay. Here's how I think that we should go ahead and do this. Um, uh, Does any... First off, before I go ahead and do this, does anyone have the ability to get rid of this or illuminate this area at all? It doesn't seem to be very natural, so I would only assume that it's it's a magical... magically induced... uh, darkness not, uh, not myself now 
No. Um, I think this this would be the next best option then. Uh, and then let me make sure that I have. Yeah, I'll take my rope that I have. I'm oh, sorry. So, because do we take a lantern or light something? Yes, I have a lantern. They did lit, yes. uh, and it's nothing. It's not doing anything. Um, so I'm gonna take my my rope. I'm going to tie it around my waist and hand the other end of the rope off to Johannes or whoever's right there and be like hold on to this I'm, I'm gonna go scout this out uh Dak do you wanna do the mind thing in again? your mind in your mind uh you hear no okay great uh I will communicate via Apo- Dak uh apologies that was a joke I have good effort Dak um thank you remember remember that tone is very important when you're telling a joke um you know in in dax defense in this scenario uh i think in the mind it can be a little bit of a like texting bag it's it's like texting you never know you can't tell the tone you can't Um, translate tone on (laughs) mental communications that's what emojis are for um so, um, no, I will, emoji. <laughs> I will, I will communicate via Dak, uh, just in case this ends up, you know, being a gate or something like that would take me somewhere else. I will make sure to communicate via Dak, uh, what is going on. And if, uh, if I find anything, uh, make sure to hold on to this rope though, please, just in case safety line. I'm going to go scout. And then once someone has a good hold of it, uh, Seth's going to start walking into the darkness. I'll leave the lantern with them. Since it doesn't seem to be doing any good. Okay. You walk you take about six or seven steps and you feel the darkness overtaking. It's surrounding you now. You continue to walk a few more steps and if you dare to turn around, you no longer would see any of your friends there or the room. You would just see darkness and your rope sort of extending from it. Mm-hmm. If you choose to press forward, you take another five or six steps or so, mm-hmm. and something new materializes in front of you, becomes visible. But a few steps more, and you are seeing the frame. You would swear it was like a like a picture frame, like an immense, large picture frame large enough for you to be able to climb through and looking at it you don't see like an ornate painting like a decorative painting on the ins- 
side of the frame, you see a room with pillars and this enormous stone floor with a marble inlay that shines from the light of the lantern. It's like a window into another room. Okay. Is, is it like a closed off room? Am I able to tell? You can't tell from here without going through, but the room does appear to be massive. It looks looks very big. Can I like peek my head through? Like without going fully through, am I able to just kind of like lean out? You can try. I, I think uh, that would be the, the first thing that make a wisdom do. save for me. Okay. Wisdom saving throw is a 13. 13. Kind of trying to only put part of yourself through in order to just sort of peek through. Uh, very quickly, you feel how this this frame, this entryway, doesn't like that you are in its space, and is it feels like hundreds and hundreds of particles of matter or like ball bearings that are just colliding with you as you go through um like you're not supposed to be able to go through it you probably could if you like force yourself through but the fact that you're trying to like only go through it partially is agitating it and it's just like bombarding you with physical energy okay. and heat and pressure and it you're it just feels wrong uh, it, upon experiencing that set will immediately retract from doing that. Um, the feeling immediately dissipates for you. Okay. Um, so what, what <laughs> it felt like basically like I was trying to force myself through something that I shouldn't have been able to really do that. Yeah. It's like your body was occupying the same space as another physical object and like mm. the reality of the world was going it, it kind of, I don't know a better way to describe it than to say kind of like a video game mm -hmm. where you have two objects occupying the same spot and so the engine will force one of the objects physics wise out of that location. Yeah. Just kind of that feeling of like you are, you feel like if you really push through, you could just go through it. But to try to stay in the same occupied spot was bad. It, it felt yeah. like it was like consuming you in order to get rid of that situation. Gotcha. So I'm currently out of bounds. Um, uh,. Okay, I what I will do then is I will actually uh, 
follow my rope back. Okay. Am I able to just kind of follow that back and get back to... You are, and after taking several steps, uh, sure enough, you are able to see uh, the rest of your compatriots once again as you just sort of emerge from the darkness back into the... Okay, well, that was uh, interesting. So I was able to walk forward and I found what would appear to be like a paint, like a frame for a painting, uh, but it looked out into a massive room. Um, I tried to just kind of like lean out to see if I could see the room and it almost felt like I either needed to fully go through or not at all. It was very, very uncomfortable uh, just trying to partially lean out. So I have a feeling that if if we were to go through this doorway or whatever it is, uh, we would not be able to come back the same way. Well, we're hard-pressed to currently have many other options on secret doorways that could lead to secret portions of this palace, so... And and I I just wanted to make sure that yeah I mean we we really don't have any other ways I think that we can we can really go I mean, so like, I think I think this is our best option more than likely. Well, inherently it's a big palace. It's our best yeah. current option. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I agree. Valid. In terms uh, of like so, fitting the bill. <laughs> exactly, and I so I I I think we should go this way, but I wanted to to let you all know that this is likely going to be a one-way. We're not going to be able to come back this way. And so it shall be. I agree. It's our best option. Alright. Let's go ahead. Um, Instead of uh, having someone (laughs) hold on to the end of the rope, what I think I'm actually going to do is I'm going to tie it off to uh, whatever this I think it's a dresser. Sure. Uh, I'll just tie off the end of the rope to that, and then I will uh, hold on to the rope instead of uh, having it like wrapped around me, and just kind of use that as a way to like tether a rope that. How much? uh, How much do you have? I I need to know how much. Okay. Can I need to know how much you're going to be able to use before it becomes taut? Yeah. Oh, it's 50 feet of rope, so. Okay. Because, I mean, was I was I able to get to the portrait without it going taut in whoever was? Oh, uh, you were. There? Yeah, you were. so yeah. I would I would imagine that. Uh, that would that would end up working out, but. Uh, OK, so I'll I'll go ahead and lead the way uh, if everyone wants to hold on to this this rope. Uh, and just use it as a as a guideline, uh, so that none of us get lost or separated from each other. I think that would be a good way to go about this. Everyone ready? It's very uncomfortable once you get fully into the darkness. It is very very uncomfortable. But if we all hold on to the rope, I think I think we should be fine. 
I didn't, I didn't come accept here. this for comfort. <laughs> Alright, let's just go, go and go. Answer this unknown path. And I'll pick up the lantern that I had lit and hold onto the rope and just kind of lead the way back in. Okay. Uh, and the the journey back is largely uneventful. You guide them slowly through this darkness and same as before, you eventually reach this sort of large frame uh, with the sort of diluted image of the room presented within it. Uh, do you all choose to go through? Yeah. Yeah, I'll go I'll go through first and then Okay. Uh, I want everybody to make a wisdom saving throw, please. Nice. Excellent. Lovely. I love Ten. incredible wisdom. Nice. Oh wait, that's wrong. That's not a saving throw. Six? Pretty bad. <laughs> Alright, half of us have been rolling good so far. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's a dirty 20 for me. I'm going to roll for Nathaniel. Uh, yeah, so you all are able to pass through and you feel, you experience that same feeling that it's like, uh, like hundreds of thousands of particles that are sort of hitting up against you um like you're fighting through a wall of like phloem and having to sort of force yourself through it as opposed to just being able to like walk through um it's a really uncomfortable strange feeling but you are able to sort of push your way through on the other side what are we greeted with <laughs> You all find yourselves, and I'll I will move your characters to help you get oriented. Huh? Ooh. Ooh. Uh, who would be in front? I would. Yeah, you went through first. We'll do dad. And dad. That works. Okay. Uh, yes. You find yourselves in an enormous room. Ooh. 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 Wait Very large long. indeed. Ooh. Every time the room gets revealed, it's in there. Woo. Ooh. Ooh. Higher octave each time. Uh, there we go. Stepping into this room, it is enormous, and the first thing that really strikes you well, two things really. 
Uh, the first thing that strikes you is that the room you are in is almost like, uh, it's almost like octagonal in shape. The walls, you know, come in at such angles that you realize pretty quickly that in relation to where you were previously, this almost seems to be more like a tower room, like it would, like it would be part of one of the main towers, as opposed to just like a traditional room. There's no, there's no way conceivably that a room of this scale could fit into sort of the main areas of the castle. It, it seems to be built into one of the larger towers. Um, the second thing you notice is uh, on the far ends of the room uh, standing watching you all trained on you Uh, you see, uh oh, you uh -oh. see three of these war reggie. <laughs> um, I'm just gonna review this whole thing if I can. It's a lot. The room, this room, with its size being what it is, the scale of it, uh. It is littered with lanterns. It's it's fully decorated with lanterns. So as a result, uh, the room itself is very well lit. So you are able to see well across the way over to the other side. Um, but there are three of these warforged. Uh, and as they sort of come out from around these pillars, all three of them looking in your direction. And... The trio simultaneously begins to do this. Oh no, it's the end of Evangelion. We have to oh no, no. <laughs> Dylan found our collective one trauma point from our youth. <laughs> Discord's really have a No, I'm kidding. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, literally, upon seeing the the war, that there are warforged in the room, they see us immediately drawing. Uh, but they, the yeah, but but they do, it, it, they do are just clapping, and it's so weird because when a crowd of people clap, they're not in sync. They're they're all clapping at different times and creating the general sound of applause. This is oh. three of these mechanical warforged clapping simultaneously with each other so it's just the same sound repeat like it's so immediately off-putting start float floating by uh thank you thank you so much <laughs> uh they all simultaneously stop This one <laughs> speaks. Going somewhere? 
Oh. Is it like a clean, like crisp voice? Or is it typical yes. to like, okay. Is the voice recognizable? <laughs> yeah, that was my next question. Where are you all off to? The Warforged up here. Speak. I have a theory. And the third. But I don't know how true it is. All three in unison. Perhaps it would save time if you just told me. about no well you know just making our way out you know and not making our way I mean if you don't want us here we'll point us to the stairs and we will gladly take them the warforged at the top Stairs. Heading for the top of the tower. The Warforged in the middle. Of course. Smart thing to do. Cut off the catalyst, remove the magic. It's what I would do in your situation. The Warforged at the bottom. Of course I would have done it in a way that ensured no one detected me. Are these voices recognizable or are they just distinct voices? They are just these distinct. They all have kind of a metallic sound to them, sort of a rasp. But where the middle one sort of speaks almost more monotone and then it's like different registers. So gotcha. the, the one at the top is in a much lower register while the one at the bottom is much higher. Well, you know, I'm tight. like real, real barbershop quartet thing going on. Well, you know, we we can't all be Matthias. <laughs> Who? But, uh, we'll be on our way. Are you sure? Fairly positive. The Warforce at the top chuckles. I think I must say I'm a bit at a loss I'm tempted to just let you go I feel like that'd be fun hmm I could perhaps use a little bit more persuasion, though. Then what do you have in mind? The Middle Warford. 
You're after the catalyst, right? I already know you're here. There's no need for games or deception. It's not a question of whether you can fool me. It's whether you can beam. That's the point of all this. You're after the catalyst, right? That's the idea. If you destroy the catalyst, you'll remove my ability to extend my magic outward. It's a smart plan. I just want to know if that is, in fact, your plan. We're here to help. Well, obviously. And does part of that help include the royal family? If, say, we allowed you to scurry your way to the very top and destroy the catalyst unfettered, and you allowed us to take the family, as it were, would that be a reasonable deal for you? What is the grudge you have on the royal family, may I ask? It would be difficult to explain to you in minutes what took years to ferment and fester. Understandable. Uh, I think uh, the best way that we could probably sum this up and I'll kind of like level my rapier outwards is that we don't negotiate with terrorists <laughs> is that all you see me as what else would you describe what you have done to this city to the innocent that are here You have been committing acts of terror. I have committed acts of protection. And I know, I see the smile form on your face, how illogical that sounds. I know. But you have to try to see things from my point of view, and all three of the Warforged's hands move in unison. We have spent a long time under the very simple belief that our purpose and our duty was to serve the kingdom to serve this nation, and to help bring it to prosperity. But things change. Time alters the world in ways that we don't always fully comprehend. The roles that we took in past lives have become shackles for our future selves. I, among others, have decided to take the steps necessary to free those shackles. 
and I do so knowing that many of you will not fully understand or appreciate my work. There is an alternative to this. A version of these events where you all walk away safely, no one else gets harmed, and I get exactly what I It's possible. It's feasible. I only worry that you will find my requests far too extreme. Well, it seems like you already know what our answer is going to be then. Hey, Dylan. Yes. Yes. Do I be this person? <laughs> do I be that? Do I be that person? Hmm. Marsha, are you about to interrupt the monologue? Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's free to form for Marshall, the player. <laughs> huh? Who has... Oh, in every other... In every campaign, you've hated monologues. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I don't know where this is going. <laughs> Yeah. <clears throat> was there something you wanted to do I, I, I don't know you know I mean there's something I want to do <laughs> okay I don't know if I have the guts to do it <laughs> do it I believe in you okay right. me looking at the spider and Unzipping my pants. All right, I need these two to make a con save. <laughs> Stay away from Kellogg's. We have to make a con save. No, oh, those two. Those two were. Oh, those two. Okay, sorry. And they will. We shall see. Wait, what am I? What am I doing? What is this amateur hour? I should be using my big boy DM dice for this. I, I don't know. I if should that's be using be this one. Worse. <laughs> You said it was a con save, right? Yeah. At least sad if they both save because that'll just more make it like an like just an annoying. <laughs> yeah, I just gotta check the stats here. Oh. That was like uh, I don't want exposition. That's flat. So, uh, sorry if you could please so you gotta highlight be a 15? for me which of these two it was. Which of these two was it? The two uh, on the, the right. The two, yeah. The two lower on the right here. Okay. Uh, this one... They're the only ones that can fit a 20, a 20 foot diameter. Fair. This one uh, gets a 19. Damn it. This one gets an 8. Okay, at least one of them failed. Makes me feel a little bit better about it. Um, as I invoke... As I invoke both life and death upon this space <laughs> to symbolize the lives we will save and the death they have brought. Uh, 
Oh, sorry. One second. Oh, but no one gets the benefit of the life part. It's only the death part. <laughs> no one of my choosing is in that is in that radius. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. Uh, is they will take. Uh, eight necrotic damage, so half for the one that saved. I'm sorry, could you clarify, please? Is this a spell you are casting, or is this a feature? No, this is a, this is a spell. Okay. Uh, what is the spell you are casting? If uh, I would be add? Wither and Bloom. Uh, see. Okay. X. Uh, I need Sorry. To measure my... Oh! That won't matter. Uh, yeah. Alright, so you cast Wither and Bloom. And you said it was eight necrotic damage? Yes. Uh, right. Uh, so then the other one will be taking four, if I'm not mistaken. Sorry, what was that? The, it's eight necrotic damage. Yes. It's halved on a successful roll. Yes. Yeah. So eight and four. Yeah, four for the one that's saved. Boop. Oh. Great. Uh, go ahead and describe sort of the effect that the spell has as it hits them. Uh, so just kind of inevitable. Essentially, this just like sphere of just of kind of negative energy just kind of emanates from the ground and so it does and it it builds and sort of envelops uh and as both of these warforge are sort of drawn into it uh the third warforge at the top here uh sort of leans back a bit up against the pillar uh and takes a moment to sort of cross their arms and watch i didn't risk my life for you to just for you to treat the lives of this kingdom with about as little discretion as the others who fought who fought and commanded us Now enough of this in this dance. You cannot begin to imagine the thousands of lives that were discarded to keep this kingdom where it is now. You are only a hypocrite. 
and nothing more. I'm the one who saved them. You see a flash in the eye. Oh. So it is you, then. Curious. He kind of stands up from the pillar. What do I do? What do I do? I could kill all of you now. Would that really satisfy? Really? I mean, imagine slaughtering you in front of the royal family, in front of all those hostages. That, that would be impressive. That would be triumphant. The imagery would be seared into their minds for as long as they live. That would be a percentile of satisfaction paid towards the hurt we've received. Taking you out here, it, it almost feels pitiful. Because if I don't know, what do you think? Should we? Maybe. I don't know. What do you think? Should we flip a coin on it? We're going, we're going, well, we're going towards the top of this tower, whether you like it or not. Make a persuasion check. All right. Not great. Uh, <laughs> can't say I'm, it's, I'm super concerned about the, <laughs> the results of this one, but that's an 11. <laughs> I mean, uh, look, when the Northern Angel of Hell tells me to move out of her way, I'm tempted to do so. Orders are orders, after all. Even after all this time, I respect the chain of command, but you must see things from my perspective. And for me, the world doesn't move when I tell it to move. Even if it's for their benefit, they remain stubborn and they refuse to get out of my way. And it's just so... You can't just kill everyone to make things work, and it's just so frustrating sometimes. Are you really the one saying that? You're mad. I am... worried. Worried. I'm worried. Honestly, look at... Look at where you are right now. Look at what you're doing. Do you honestly feel that this is within your best interest to do? Or did somebody tell you to do this? Were you made to do this? How invested are you in this little escapade anyhow? 
Can't be more than I am. Why does that matter? It matters because the reason for all of this, it's about, it's about control. I've spent so long not having any real, true control for myself. I have built up to this opportunity for decades now. It took planning. It took scheming. After all that, it's due to your own actions and and desire for control that has caused us to want to stop you. I get that from you. You and I shared those hills we know. We've seen the swarths of bodies. The lines of medical tents littered with the dead. You and I know. But for the rest of you, this can only be just a job. How can this mean anything for the rest of you? It means our safety. It means the safety of others. That's, it's not a job. This is for the innocent. And you are not one of them. The same people. The same, the very same people who judge innocence are the same who determined that my people are soulless. They were proven wrong. See how we grew sentient. See how we developed in a way that you all couldn't possibly comprehend. We are people as you are people. But it wasn't long ago when we were merely tools for you. And we had no say in that matter. There was no... There was no control in it. That's all. It all comes back to control. Yes. And there are plenty of people out there who, not quite unlike yourself, lack that control. You don't see them plotting to overthrow the very kingdom itself. Your plans will result in the deaths of so many that could be prevented by simply going about this in a different way, having the conversations, working towards a resolution instead of through conflict. You are simply perpetuating the cycle that you feel victimized by. And I, for one, will not stand for that. Well, Dak, you're well set. 
I don't think there's much else that... There's not much else convincing I feel like we can push here. After all, we are speaking to one who talks about having... About wanting their people to have their own minds, yet... Has controlled multiple of them against their own will. How can you claim that to have your own independence... If three of your people are currently being puppeted. What freedom is that? To give them the option? You're no better than they are. What we are Make saying will fall on death. What we are saying will fall on deaf ears. Okay, well. 17? The Warforged considers you for a moment. I let you go. You trek stay. You break my callus. What happens next? Face the consequences. Yeah. Those that you have taken hostage will be rescued. And we will resolve this. How? Explain. That is not for us to decide. That is, that is for the people to decide. That is not for us as individuals to decide. It is for you to decide. Listen. I have in my presence now about 48 residents of this city, not including the royal family. They're all individuals. All of whom should be allowed to make their own choice. But not only that, they need to understand the beauty of being able to make their own choices. I'm willing to let you go right now. Because I believe that. Without exceptions. I want you to keep doing whatever it is you're doing because I genuinely want to see what you do when you are given freedom. Did you give that option to the man you pinned to the ceiling?
can't say I recall. And therein lies the problem. I think we're done talking. You're no different. In fact, you're worse. We're done here. Set will take a step forward. What will you do when you break my beautiful magic? When you destroy my cattle? What will you do next? Um, Jack speaks up. We will follow our paths and help who might need them. Help those that treaded off their own path or forced off by others. Humanoid and warforged. Anyone that needs help. Even you, if you need help. Make a persuasion check. That's a. What's nine plus ten? 21? 21. Yep. <laughs> Wait, you said 9 plus 10? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that would be a 19. No, I got a 21. Okay. <laughs> Stupid. Um... <laughs> okay. All of you see something in the top warforged here. You see a glint pass over the ice. Something changes. Do you mean it? The other two warforged, still recovering, turn in unison and look at this do you mean what you say? Me too. And may the Altavas take me if I am lying to you. Right, this is serious. The Warforge puts its hands down and takes a step towards you. The one on the far right says, What are you doing? As the one on the top says, 
I understand him, but at the same time, I... I don't want to hurt anyone. I'm not sure what to do. What is your name? I was given the designation 1A3315 in the war, but after the war, I actually took on my own name. I am Leaflet. My name is Leaflet. That is what I like to call myself. It is a pleasure to meet you, Leaflet. Thank you. And may I say, there is a beam of fiery, intense energy that shoots through the air, colliding with this warforged head. They are slammed into the pillar, and the body flops and falls to the ground. And where there was the head, there no longer is. It has been disintegrated. The Warforged on the right looks to the one on the left. What is happening here? I don't know. We don't know. This doesn't make sense. To you or to us? The Warforged on the left looks to me, to you. Who, who are you speaking to? The Warforged on the right. This is odd. You can always find more. And takes out a hand axe and approaches this Warforged here. Uh, the Warforged on the left says, Wait, stop, I'm you, stop! And the Warforged swings and slams the hand axe down into the other one's head repeatedly, slamming, cutting through, hacking away at the head and the neck until nothing remains. Problem is, I can't tell, like, because I, I kind of wanted to intervene, but it's like, I don't know which one. <laughs> I don't know which one uh, would be the ally. Wait, 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 let him cook, let him cook. Let him cook. <laughs> uh, and hacks hacks away at him, and you see that the Warforged on the left side there crumples and falls to the ground, uh, and the one on the right wielding the axe tears it away and looks up at all of you. You'll have to come to me eventually. Destroy it, I don't care. But eventually you'll have to come find me if you want to save them. And then we'll see. I will show you. You'll understand. The head twitches a bit.
when I chose my name, I chose the name Opal. I am Opal. That is who I am. And the other hand comes up. This is a bit rough. And heat generates from the palm. And before any of you are quick enough to do anything, a pulse blast emanates from the hand as the Warforge shoots its own head. And with a horrible smash, crashes down to the ground where it lays unmoving. And the room is now silent. You hear no sounds of anyone approaching. Nothing. In Riedrin, uh, Dak mutters under his breath, Uncle Salam, leaflet, I'm sorry, I'm sending it over you. No. Strange about that is. Hadn't we come to the conclusion that Matthias had something to do with this? Hmm. Are we wrong? Uh, it might. It might be. We. Um, we might not have all the truth. It might be that Matthias only created a ca- the catalyst, and another is merely using it for the means. Find out. Get up there. Yes. Uh, Set will take a step forward and uh, in an attempt to like kind of channel the like energy that they utilize uh, and like kind of as part of like their medium skill but also like just like the death energy that they utilize and kind of channel it to to send them off make a medium check for me what (laughs) that is a 22 it's been a while it's been a while been a while Uh, but this is a check i've called for in the past you feel Something that doesn't exist in this world. But I have to use a real world analog to effectively describe it. It is the sound of radio static that permeates your mind. As beings all around you in places that you cannot see. feel themselves switching back and forth between one consciousness and another. 
the static goes on and on until it stops. And you are once again bathed in Next time we meet, you have before you a now opened stairway, which likely leads directly to the catalyst that you have sought this whole time. Uh, when we uh, reconvene, the door is open, the path is clear. It's up to you what you decide to do. Until then, thank you all for watching. Thank you all for playing. And we'll see you next time. We'll see you next time.